Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. The Jewish people had this amazing, rich, personal, and complicated relationship with God. It's from the Jewish people that we get what we would call the Old Testament, the Old Testament scriptures, and we get the creation account. We see from the Jewish people that they share these stories of this story of how the earth came to be, how God spoke, how the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters, how we were created as humankind. We were made in the image of God. And they had this rich history, but it was also a complicated history. They, they had the promises to them as a nation, the covenants, we would call them, the different things that God had spoken to them about the plans and futures for that nation, that people group, that family. They had the time that they were a kingdom under David and the time that God created them and formed them as a nation. It was amazing, all these kind of things. But as I said, their relationship was complicated because they didn't know how to walk in step with God. And he gave them different uh, advice. He gave them different guidance. He gave them different rules of how to live. But what he really wanted most was a close heart-to-heart relationship. And they rejected him. And as they did, they lost their kingdom. And they were carried away and brought into captivity. And they were taken over by the Assyrians first. And then by the Babylonians. Then by the Medo-Persians. And then in different forms, they never occupied their own land this rich and beautiful and complicated history. And as things were declining, God sent messengers called prophets. And these prophets began to speak God's message. And for uh, many, many years, the prophets began to share what God was calling people to. But then there came the end of the prophets and there was this 400-year gap where the people of Israel didn't hear the voice of God. This 400-year gap, they were carried into captivity. Their relationship with God was broken. The promises for them to have their own nation, their own land was broken. And they were in this in-between area. And they thought that God had stopped speaking to them. And they thought, that this creative power of God had ceased and had stopped. And I wonder today if that is part of your story in some way, that you have stopped to hear the voice of God. You have stopped. You think that God is not speaking. God is not creating. And I want to share a short and powerful account of Jesus' baptism. Not He was baptized 
not because he needed to, but because it was an example for us to follow, but because he was also sharing a message from God to us. Mark chapter 1, 9 and 11, a short and powerful account. And it says, At that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. And it says, You are my son, whom I loved, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. And this story is so rich and it has so much meaning. And we're going to talk about a couple of reasons why. But what it demonstrates is God's intention for people, his intention for us, the type of relationship that he wants to have, the type of future that he wants to have. And in this account, there is an open heaven and a voice, the voice of God speaking. The open heaven, it literally says it was saw heaven being torn open. What does that mean? It means there was a divine revelation of God. It means that God was still speaking. And the Jewish people who had believed that God had stopped speaking with the prophets 400 years earlier now had this evidence that God was still speaking to them as a people, as a group. And the heaven was torn open. It means that the barriers are coming down between God and people. And this is what was happening at this moment. The distance between us and God was being removed. The revelation, the word of God, it used to say at times it was rare. The word of God was no longer rare. The voice of God was no longer rare. But God was not finished speaking And not finished creating. There was an open heaven and a voice from heaven. There was also the spirit descending like a dove. And there's a couple of different things that we need to understand that will help us uh, know what was going on here. In Genesis 1, 1 1-2, the creation account. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And it says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And Jewish scholars for thousands of years have likened this to a dove. That's what they would Uh, used to describe it. It was this spirit hovering over the waters was like a dove hovering over a nest. What does it represent? It represents creation. It represents new creation. So here's the picture at the baptism of Jesus. You've got the, the heavens being opened. We've got God speaking where people had thought that he no longer speaks and he no longer cares for his people And we have the dove which is hovering, saying that there is new creation. This is what God wants to say to us as we understand his intention. 
It says the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. But it's also true to say an acceptable translation of the Greek is the Spirit descended into him. That this new creation power just doesn't come and rest on us, but it actually comes to infill us. And here's what I want to say this morning. That the promise of baptism is this. That we would be made new by the new creation power of the Holy Spirit. This is what God is wanting to say to you, Mitch and Brock and Laura. That he is making you new. That all the pain, all the heartache, all the mundane, all the history, that anything that you thought was a barrier between you and God, heaven is being torn open. And I say that that's true for everybody here, that this is available to you, that God is tearing open, He's breaking things open in order what? To release His voice and to release His new power, His new creation power, not just on us, which is true, but also in us. That God is calling each and every one of us to go through life and to navigate life through an overflow of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think sometimes even in Christianity, we can think that it's just another job list, that it's just another task list. But the perspective that God is giving us is that listen to my voice and let my spirit do the work within you. Because that work is new creation power. I want to just take a a little diversion. I want to talk to anyone who might be a little weary today. Even weary, as the Bible says, in doing well. And Paul says, don't be weary in well-doing. And you know what the way to not be weary in well-doing is? is just to learn to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the new creation power, And let him work within you, rest in his anointing and in his power. This is the promise of baptism, that we would be made new by the new creation power of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 2 verse 12, it says this, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, And with him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Here's the amazing thing, that we have within us the same power that God used to create the universe. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And who knows, we need that level of power to change us from dark to light, from death to life. And what we believe in baptism is that we are saying that old life and the power that it has is no longer. And we are embracing this new creation life that we have in Jesus Christ. God wants to make us new through the new creation power of the Holy Spirit.
So in a moment, I'm going to invite Brock and Laura and Mitch to the stage, and they've prepared uh, a, a little baptism testimony that they're going to read, and we're going to uh, celebrate their story. And for us, baptism is an outward declaration of an inward conviction. Baptism is a time where we go public with our faith and we say, God, this is who I am. I, I'm receiving those messages. I, I'm, I'm saying, God, God's saying to us, you are loved. Uh, you uh, have a plan. I'm proud of you. And you are part of my family. And God's saying that to us. And we're saying, yes, God, I, I receive that. I accept that. I am a new creation. And so Brock, Laura and Mitch are embracing this new life. Here's what they are, they are saying. They've repented of their sin. They've acknowledged that they can't do life without God. They've acknowledged their weakness and they've set their course and their direction to follow God. They've put faith in Jesus to forgive their sin, past and future, and they've decided to follow Jesus and trust him in every area of their life. So why don't you welcome them as they come up, uh, Laura, Brock, and Mitch. All right, I'm going to start with uh, Laura. And uh, come come to the middle there, Laura. And uh, why don't you share your story with us, Laura? I was fortunate enough to be raised in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school and I knew God always. At 14, my parents divorced and I stopped going to church partly because I was a teenager and wanting to make my own decisions and partly because I felt felt many had judged my single mother for working on the Sabbath instead of going to church. So the idea of church and religion left me unsettled for a while. However, I still held many of those values and knew God cared for me. Looking backwards, I see God and his stamp on so many parts of my life. As a single mother myself, looking living interstate from all family, he provided for me to attend family events multiple times when I didn't know how I was going to make it. I, I knew it was God then me because I wasn't even a practising Christian at the time. To more, most recently, when he gave me the strength to endure another difficult and emotional personal situation, my faith is the only reason I smile today and I am not a mass of bitter twistedness. I, Twisted bitterness. My faith is how I can be present for my wonderful children. My baptism is long overdue. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but I've recently realised that the only ideal time to do it is now, so here I am. Today is my opportunity to declare my faith and my love for my Heavenly Father and to look forward to His goodness and experience His plan for me with joy. Awesome. Thank you. Just, stay, just hang there for a second. So I've got, a, I've got a scripture here for you, uh, Laura, and it's from Psalm 1 and uh, the first three verses. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. This is you. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. 
And we are speaking this over you, uh, that you would be planted and that you would prosper in every area of your life. Awesome. Thank you. You can stay up here if you want, if you don't mind. I'm going to pass over to, to Brock. And again, if you want to read there, you can. But I've been going to church my whole life. In my younger years, I've had an understanding of what church was and why we went, but I didn't realize I actually could have a personal relationship with God. In my late teens and early 20s, I had more responsibility and roles within my church. And this made me feel that I had a purpose to go to church, but again, I didn't really have a personal relationship with God. Since coming to City Lights, I have truly felt a sense of belonging and community. I have felt part of the family table, which has been a massive step in me discovering my identity and deepening my relationship with God personally. I've used, I used to be worried about sorry, used to be worried that I was not praying right or that I didn't have enough knowledge of the Bible like other Christians. I would compare myself to others. But now my relationship with God has deepened and I'm confident in my prayer and my walk with Jesus. My wife has helped me immensely in learning more about Jesus and building my confidence. She has showed me that Jesus is a friend and I can talk to him anytime. I now know and believe in the power of prayer and that it is so easy to pray. I have learnt to invite God into my everyday moments. My previous concerns about prayer seem in the distance past and that I'm continually learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. I used to try and place my identity in things that I that didn't last and only gave me temporary happiness. I can now say that my identity is in God and that I am a, dis- a disciple of Jesus. Amen. And by surrendering my life to him, it is the happy- happiest and most peaceful I've ever been. Getting baptized is confirming my identity and growth in God. It is declaring that I want to know Jesus and be the best disciple I can be for him, for my daughter, and for my family. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brock. We have started to say this little saying around here. I think it's catching on. And the saying is, Brock the Rock. And uh, 1 Corinthians 5, I've got a scripture for you, says, 58, says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so the, the message that we have for you today is we see you as someone who is steadfast. We see you as someone who is going to have incredible favor in everything that you do, in every area of your life, uh, as a husband, as a dad, in your workplace, in your friendships. And you're going to have this incredible fa- uh, favor and you are going to be so grounded and so steadfast and so solid and strong because you place your trust in the Lord. So we wanted to encourage you with that. There. Awesome. And over to you, Mitch. Yeah. I grew up in church. My grandparents were pastors of a church in Toowoomba, and most of my earliest memories are of sitting in the front row with my parents watching my granddad preach. 
Unfortunately, I also remember some of my earliest church memories being the most painful. As I got older, I didn't know why I turned away from God, but I knew I was angry. From alcohol to drugs to being a prostitute, thinking over the last decade that I was gay and on several occasions trying to commit suicide. I tried everything to push away as hard as I could. Fast forward to 18 months ago when I met Brock and he invited me to come along to a church that had just started. After years of prayer, my mum's prayers had been answered. I started coming to church and slowly started engaging and learning more and more about what it meant to be a disciple. I started to believe that I was loved and had worth. Through my prayer journey over the last 18 months, I have had prayers answered, and a few weeks ago when I was at my lowest sitting in Andrew's house, an opportunity to give my life to the Lord, and it felt right and I felt whole. As I stand here today sharing with you, I feel as though I'm coming home. I want to say thank you to a few people for helping me find my way back to Jesus. Sorry. Firstly, Brock and Sally. Thank you. Sonia and Wayne. Andrew. And lastly, to my family for loving me no matter what and always being there for me through it all. I lastly just wanted to read a quick message from Galatians 6.17. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Can we can we just um, just take a moment just to just to thank God for all these all these things? I, I'm probably not ready to move on yet myself, so. Yeah, God, we just we honor you and we thank you for these these lives. And we thank you for what you're doing, even what you're doing in hearts right now. And Holy Spirit, we just value your transforming presence in this place, in our church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Mitch, I've got. Uh, I want to share something for you. We we sung a song that says, "I'm going to see a victory," and it says, "You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it to good." And Genesis fifty twenty, it's the story of Joseph. It says, "You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives." And your story is going to save many lives. And God used Joseph not only to save his family, but also to save a nation. And we believe that, you know, your your mum's prayers were answered for you. And now your prayers are going to be answered for your family, for the people that you pray for uh, in your world, the people that you come across. And God is going to do amazing things. And I want to say something else, um, that you are entering into a season of good and that your impact is 
it is going to be come from your past, but it's also going to come from from your future. That good things that God is going to speak into your life, He's going to begin to um, give you uh, creative things. Going to release creative power to encourage people and to bring goodness. Psalm twenty three six says, "Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell." In the house of the Lord forever. So you are entering into a season of good that has no ending. Straight into the presence of God. Awesome. Let's pray for all of these uh, people. God, we, we commit these people that are here. We commit Laura and Brock and Mitch to you in the name of Jesus. We say right now and we join our authority to that of the word that uh, nothing can separate them from your love, nothing from their past. The power of the past has been broken and they are part of this new creation. The power of sin has been broken. The power of painful memories have been broken. And Lord, you are with them. You are speaking your love, your approval, your plans and your purpose. Lord, we take limits off them limits that they may have put in their mind, limits about how far they can go in you and in life, and we replace that with the creative power of the Spirit of God. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you thank these guys? Grab your seats. On this time where we're celebrating one year in this venue, if you want to know what we are about as a church, that's what we're about as a church. So every time that we turn up, every time that we go a little bit further for someone else, every time we might be a little tired, we might be a little grumpy, we uh, still keep turning up. And the reason that we do as a church is because of impact like that. And our future and everything that we do as we grow, as we get our own venue, our own premises, it's to see more of that. Our heart and our future as a church is to see hundreds and thousands of stories like that. And so that is what I believe that God has called us to as a church, to see different people from different backgrounds know what it is to become a disciple and follow Jesus. And that's how we're going to grow. And personally, I would, I would gladly give my life to hear more and more stories and to share in just a small way. And all of you have done that with what is happening here. And uh, I just want to just finish with something, just going to take a couple of minutes and I'll ask uh, maybe Sally and Naomi to come back up. Revelation Chapter 21, verse 5, God says, I am making all things new. And we just want to take a moment. And I want to give you an opportunity just to say, and just to ask Holy Spirit, what do you want to make new in my life? What do you want to free me from? I bet that, that all of us have got things that we do that we're not proud of, we don't like. 
maybe painful memories, maybe choices that we've made, but it's in Jesus Christ that God speaks. And he's, when you come closer to God, you hear His voice louder and He says, I love you. You're part of my family. I'm proud of you. You have a purpose. And so what does God want to say? How does the Holy Spirit want to speak to you? Let's take a moment. Let's take 10 seconds. If you're bold enough, ask that question. Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Speak to my life. I believe that the presence of the Holy Spirit is hovering over us. And if we allow coming into us, into our spirits, not to bring condemnation, but to bring life, to bring hope, to release the power of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, as a church, we commit ourselves, we commit our way to you. We commit our path to you. We thank you for these stories. We thank you for Laura, that even though she walked away from you, you never walked away from her. For Brock, that he experienced you personally, that brought courage and confidence to his life. For Mitch, that he was betrayed uh, by the church and he was damaged in a way, but God tore open the heavens to reveal himself and heal him. Here's what I want to say, just to close, that God is in the business of making new. But there are three things that are always true. The first is we are made new. The second is that we are being made new. And the third is that we will be made new. And so for those here today, we're going to accept this new creation power of God. But also we know that we're going to make a mistake. We're going to make a misstep. And when we do, God is not going to leave us. But He's saying, I've made you new, but I am making you new. And you will be made new. So I hope that that's an encouragement to you. That in this journey, God is always with you. When you make a mistake, come back to Him quickly. When you make a misstep, stand up, hold your head up high because God is with you. And so God, we thank you and honour you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.